This podcast is brought to you by the Dunfield Retirement Residence, a casually elegant retirement community located at Young and Eglinton in the heart of Midtown Toronto. Customized living options complement your independent, active lifestyle. Learn more at thedunfield.com. What I had in mind was to immediately create a team um, of seven individuals. Now, it seems like the beginning of a joke because it was a Muslim and a Sikh and a Jew. And That's so. the voice of Rabbi Philip Bregman of Vancouver, explaining how he came up with the idea to assemble a sort of dream team of seven community leaders from his city's many faiths and backgrounds. They call themselves the other people, and they're offering a new approach to tackling anti-Semitism and other forms of racism and discrimination by going into local high schools together and sharing their own lived experiences. And its approach, I think, deserves some attention because Bregman's Justice League dream team is himself, plus a Muslim, a Sikh, a United Church minister, an Asian Buddhist, a member of the black community, and the indigenous member who is the Honorable Jody Wilson-Raybould, the former liberal justice minister who Prime Minister Justin Trudeau kicked out of his cabinet in 2021 when she wouldn't back him during an ethics scandal involving a contract with SNC-Lavalin. So far, the other people have given their talk to over a thousand kids in schools in Vancouver mostly, but also outside, including in Salmon Arm, B.C., where the rabbi found himself the target of some students giving him a Hitler salute. While he was shocked, so were the other people. And that, he says, is the point. We cannot fix this alone. That's why we need the other. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Rabbi Philip Bregman spent 33 years at the helm of Temple Shalom in Vancouver before retiring. And I put the word retiring in quotes because then he became head of Hillel in B.C., and he's long worked to build relationships with other faith groups who know what it's like to feel discrimination, too. They started offering themselves as an activity for high schools in the summer of 2021, teaching them how to think differently about all the stereotypes the students see on their social media feeds every day. They've done about eight school visits so far. They hope to do more. And so joining me now from Vancouver are a couple of the other people, the founder, Rabbi Bregman, and Tarek Tayeb of BC's Muslim community, along with his colleague Yusuf Siraj, who travels with the group doing tech support. How did this group get started? What was the reason that you decided to do this? So after all of these years uh, in working in the Jewish community, I realized very, very clearly, I cannot solve and I cannot deal with anti-Semitism alone. Tarek and Yusuf cannot deal with Islamophobia alone. Jody cannot deal with the hatred and the bias of the indigenous people alone, and so on and so forth. We need each other. And in saying that statement once to my wife, who really is a marketing genius, she said, well, you should become known as the other people, because each of you have been the other person in Canada at one time or another discriminated against. And it's amazing, since we adopted this, how many times we're seeing that word being used now uh, describing exactly what we're doing. 
which is to go into classrooms, high schools, and to meet panim al panim, face to face, wherever possible, the students, and have them ask questions. And for many of them, it's the first time that they're meeting a Jew. They're meeting a Muslim. They're meeting an indigenous individual who happens to be a former chief and a former member of parliament and so on and so forth. I'll let your colleagues jump in. When this was broached to you, either of you can start, you know, why did you decide to say this is necessary? We all want to have meaning and, and value um, for our society. And this is unique uh, in terms of both how it's uh, thought about, came about, and the actual responses uh, that were received from students, you know, but it's been amazing. It's been such a learning experience. It's been such an opportunity to connect with a lot of youth who shockingly have not had meaningful engagement with people from other communities. And um, that has been really a, a tremendous uh, blessing to be able to help change that and break down the silos between uh, our, our, our peoples here in Canada. Can you, somebody walk me through, you know, where have you spoken, what type of schools, sort of what's, what's your activity been? So we have spoken, we started at the Jewish high school in Vancouver, the King David. And we then have spoken to West Point Gray, which is a, uh, a private upper middle class school. But the most amazing one, well, I don't know if the word's amazing, is the experience, I'm going to let Tarek and, and Yusuf talk about this, in Salmon Arm. Salmon Arm is the capital of white supremacy in Canada. And Tarek got a call from the principal, well, from a, a community activist and a, a principal. There's two high schools, grade 9 and 10 and grade 11 and 12. Tarek, why don't you talk about how that came about? So Brianne Fester, who's from Salmon Arm, mentioned that, oh, we've got a, a problem with the right-wing extremism and uh, white supremacy. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, we used to have a, an office of the KKK as recent as 10, 15 years ago. And I was like, wow, that's bizarre. And I'll turn it over to Yusuf as to what happened on the day. Uh, you could see from our experience that there is something wrong uh, here in, in British Columbia and most likely in other rural communities in Canada. When we uh, went to the classroom, we were almost warned beforehand that some of the, the students, their environment at home or their environment uh, outside of school is uh, not what we would consider to be the average uh, Canadian um, you know, content being consumed. Uh, when Rabbi Bregman, obviously uh, you know, a Jewish man, a Jewish rabbi, um, was speaking to the students, uh, he uh, was conversing with them uh, via Zoom and asked them a question. Um, it, it had to do with uh, refugees and engagement with uh, you know, refugees who come to their communities. And uh, students raised their hands, except for four students in the back of the class who uh, did not raise their hands. They gave a Sig Heil salute. Um, very obviously, and were immediately taken out of the classroom by their teacher. And what we were shocked um, by is that th this was in public, in front of, you know, community leaders who, from the former Attorney General of Canada, Jody Wilson-Raybould, was present on that Zoom call. Like, you know, to do that to a Jewish speaker, a rabbi, with no regard uh, for either the the rabbi's feelings first and foremost or the historical consequences of that gesture 
and what it entails and what it means. It was just unbelievable. And these are kids, right? These aren't like, you know, skinheads or anything. These are just the totally normal looking kids, but they've been indoctrinated. They've been indoctrinated into hate culture. And scarily, it's not just them. So after this, you know, after this experience, you know, we're looking up what is happening. It has happened across Canada and other cities to other teachers uh, who are Jewish and Ontario included. And the abundance of hate content either in their homes or in their circles or especially online, which is what we started our conversation before the Zoom call about, this online uh, hate and propaganda. Uh, it, it it gave these kids like the desire or the attitude or whatever it was to, to act like that, to see them behaving in this way um, is very shocking for me as a Muslim, right? Like I'm, I'm talking from my perspective here that such behavior and 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 as a canadian we beat the nazis right they were they were our enemies like this is like very strange to see uh being regurgitated into into our society so uh again a very troubling experience um but uh you know on the other hand validating the need for further engagement with youth so i i don't want to lose what just happened here and this is the whole purpose of the other people and for people in canada to understand Four students decide in a public school setting that it's okay to give a Zig Heil Hitler salute. And the response that you heard came from my two Muslim colleagues. This is not a Jewish problem. This is a Canadian problem. And when Muslims are attacked whether they be in, in Waterloo or whatever, that's not a Muslim problem. That's a Canadian problem. And the same thing, when we don't have proper running water at all of the reserves, that's not an indigenous problem. That's a Canadian problem and a Canadian parliamentary problem right across the board. You mentioned Waterloo. I think you meant you were trying to say London, Ontario. Um, oh, sorry, London, yes. Yeah. Sorry. So the, the horrible, tragic murder of that family... And everybody, every time this happens, people come out and say, well, that's not who Canada is. That's not who Canadians are. So um, what do you see? You saw one incident in Salmon Arm, but when you, what, what did the students say back to you? When you finish, what are you hearing? How are you changing this, this dialogue? Well, um, you brought up um, water, uh, sorry, London, Ontario, and I just want to touch on that because what what is the common thread with the tree of life uh, the quebec moss shootings the new zealand moss shootings um, and also what happened in london ontario is there's a thread online and there's a conspiracy theory called the great replacement theory and the clergy plan that there's a conspiracy of jews muslims people of color to replace the white race and the solution for these people that believe in this theory is to kill all of us what we're seeing in person with the students, some are really engaged. Some are, you know, finding this extreme contest, whether it's left-wing extremist content or right-wing extremist content online and going into those rabbit holes. Some of them are influenced as, as we can see, but there are others that, you know, I, I think a, a lot of others are maybe unaware of current events or, or, or it does seem like, uh, you know, there's maybe 20% that are really engaged. I really understand what we're talking about. The, the rest are kind of in the middle. So um, many of us on the team um, have had the experience um, that when we're finished, 
Uh, and we try and leave room at the end for questions right from the floor as well. We're finished. Um, we're sort of hanging around, we're just gathering our stuff. Um, we get mobbed by the students. Many are very interested in going up to uh, Jody, and 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 uh, rightly so, a former member of uh, parliament and so on. Um, but they've come up to Tarth, they've come up to uh, Indy, they've come up uh, to myself and so on. And they have openly admitted that they were coming in and may still very well have some very clear biases. And this has opened their eyes. This has been a wow moment for them. And, and uh, they said, you know, I've never really had the opportunity of speaking to a Jew face to face. Okay, uh, I know this one in the school is Jewish or so on, but here you are. Um, this has been uh, phenomenally important. And we've had those uh, experiences uh, coming back to us in writing as well, where people, the students have said, thank you. Um, I really have to start rethinking where I'm coming from and what I'm hearing. When you guys started sort of planning this, this was like a year, to two years ago, was it before the Israel-Hamas war in 2021? We launched, we launched in August of 2021. I think a lot of our listeners would be stunningly shocked or surprised to know that you can talk about things about being an other and do interfaith work when there is so much anti-Israel and BDS, Palestinian uh, protests. So how do you navigate this? Because they aren't even talking to each other. So how do you fix this? And how do you guys do this with your own team, right? It really depends on who, to whom you're talking and with, with whom you're talking. And, and um, as we've just seen uh, in, in the recent Israeli elections and the fallout from this election, boy, we have not yet begun to see. But, but there's a lot of difference within the Jewish community as to who is a Jew and what is a Jew today. And, and God help us if, if that, some of that is going to be seeping into a new government on a far right extreme. When I had the notion, uh, it was as presented to me um, by Air Canada and by my um, travel agent, that we could possibly have a trip to Dubai and to Israel. One of the things that I did immediately was to speak to Tark and say, are you okay with this? And without a hesitation, he said, yes. He says he's been to Israel. You need to listen to Tarek talk to the students how he talks about the terrorists. Well, let me have, let me, let's hear it. Let's hear it. You know, how do you feel about this in terms of what some people call the occupation, whatever? And how do you navigate this with Jewish groups that you speak to? Well, um, first, actually, we, we go a little bit uh, about uh, extremism. In, in terms of uh, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and uh, that uh, very extreme ideology. So, uh, because this is what's really driving a lot of Islamophobia is this perception that somehow Muslims uh, have this, this extreme interpretation which ISIS and Al-Qaeda has, uh, and that does not reflect on 99.999% of 
of Muslims. So that is critical. And then in terms of um, Israel and Palestine, the, the kind of issue here is that uh, obviously people, uh, whether they're Muslim or Jewish or Christian, uh, regardless of the, uh, the, the background, um, and this is where we met an amazing group um, in Tel Aviv called the Parent Circle, which I would say more than more than myself or Yusuf or any of us, these are parents that have lost children in the conflict, and it was uh, it was very heart wrenching to hear the stories. And Rafi and Basim, uh, one Israeli Jewish person, one Palestinian Muslim person, talk about losing their daughters and myself I'm a father as well and so hearing it from them that peace and every channel for dialogue to peace that is the goal because anger hate revenge is not going to solve anything it has to be through dialogue through constructive work together with meaningful uh, intention on all sides to really come together and resolve the issues and come together in peace and equality by the way, the other people will be speaking about their work tomorrow, Thursday, December 8th, at Temple Shalom in Vancouver, including about the recent trip they all took to Israel and Dubai. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Meir Rottenberg in Toronto. He's a new subscriber. And we'll end the show with this audio from Monday when Harjit Sejan, the Federal Minister of International Development, was in Vancouver to announce that Ottawa is giving $25 million to the Vancouver Jewish community to help pay part of the J-West project, which we've reported on already, which is the redevelopment of the JCC campus. Thanks for listening. As the, as the Prime Minister himself has said, the anti-Semitism is not a problem just for the Jewish community to solve alone. It is up to all of us to, uh, to take on this challenge, and we will. We know that we are stronger t- together. We know that with the right policies and supports, we will keep people safe and help them to live openly and authentically. And we know investments in cultural infrastructure like this one helps us to celebrate Uh, preserve and honor the culture of our Jewish uh, Canadian communities while growing and strengthening a diverse and inclusive Canada. The new Jewish Community Centre of Greater Vancouver builds on the tremendous legacy and the contribution of the Jewish Canadian uh, people, the very people who have helped define who we are as a nation today. And the Government of Canada is delighted to be a partner with all of you. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. The Dunfield Retirement Residence offers customized living options to complement your independent, active lifestyle. Welcome home. Welcome to the Dunfield. Visit us at thedunfield.com to book a personal tour.